Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. Your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. This week, we're airing a message entitled, A Christian's Righteousness. In this week's message, Pastor DeMichael will give practical examples of where we are and what we should be doing as Christians today. Listen as he explains the Christian's place and purpose and also encourages us to keep moving forward in our pursuit to be better and more effective followers of Jesus Christ. We pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. And if you would like to hear today's message again or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, please stay tuned until the end of today's program for more information. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. You know, our bodies, you know, we get ourselves all cleaned up and I'm all for it and shave and everything. And like I said, uh, you know, the looking good thing is out of the question anymore. I just want to keep from scaring children, making dogs bark, stuff like that. That's my goal. But you know what? We have to spend a lot of time maintaining this body, don't we? Brush our teeth, wash our, you know, shave, do whatever, you know, clean up. And, and, have, and have the clothing and eat and take care of things and, you know, go to the doctor when things go wrong and all that stuff. Folks, one of these days we're going to get a resurrection body that's fashioned like unto his glorious body. Zero maintenance, folks. Zero maintenance. Perfection. He says, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. I would like you to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. This particular chapter is the great chapter in the New Testament on the subject of our resurrection. It, it, it is by far the, the longest and the most complete. And, and Paul is dealing with the believers of Corinth because the teaching had crept in among them that, that there was no resurrection for the believer. And Paul pounces on that. I mean, he pounces on it. And he refutes it, and he repudiates it, and he rebukes it. And he takes an entire chapter, 58 verses, talking about how there is a resurrection and, and, and the importance of it as it relates to Christ's resurrection and how Christ's resurrection relates to the gospel and so forth. But when you get to the end of the chapter, I want you to see something, because he makes an incredible statement about the hopefulness of our walk and our work in this life. He says, therefore... In other words, in light of those first 57 verses, therefore, my beloved brethren, in light of the resurrection, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not what? In vain in the Lord. He tells us to be steadfast and unmovable and that our labor in the Lord is not in vain if for no other reason, and there are many other reasons, but if for no other reason than the resurrection, we will rise. He rose, we are in him, we will rise. And Paul tells us in no uncertain terms if we had no other reason to be hopeful, if we had no other reason to be steadfast, uh, if we had no other reason to go on, it's because of the promise of the resurrection. Let me say this to you. It's been a long time since I preached uh, a message that I preached a number of years ago on the subject of suicide. I probably need to bring it up again and talk about it. And uh, the reason being is because suicide is an epidemic in our country. 
But let me say this to you, especially young people, but young and old, it doesn't matter. It's an epidemic across, across the, uh, the age spectrum. God's never going to tell you to kill yourself. Let me assure you of that. Now you say, you say why, do I, why do I say that? Because I think a lot of times when people kill themselves, they think they're doing the right thing. It's, it's a deception. But I'm telling you something, folks. If we had no other reason to go on living, this would be reason enough. Folks, we have already won. The matter has already been settled. Our, our destiny is fixed, and our destiny is wonderful. And Paul tells us in that great chapter, 1 Corinthians 15, he ends that chapter by saying, look, just because of the resurrection, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for ye know, for ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen. It's not in vain, folks. Our lives are not in vain. How many of you have ever gotten discouraged? You ever got discouraged? Come on, every hand go up, come on. The rest of you didn't understand the question. <laughs> of course. And, and, and what's at the root of discouragement? You know, vanity. What's the use? What am I accomplishing here? I'm not getting anything, or whatever. You know, fill in the blank. But it always comes down to that. And Paul says, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Your life is not in vain in the Lord. Go on for him and be hopeful. Be hopeful. As Paul ends this chapter... He ends it on a wonderful note by saying, for our conversation is in heaven. From whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. We're heavenly minded. We're waiting for him to come back. And by the way, the return of Christ isn't about us, isn't about us leaving. It's about him coming. It's not about escapism. Now look, don't misunderstand. I, uh, getting my resurrection body in a moment in the twinkling of an eye and, and being taken to heaven and, and leaving all the troubles of this life, that, that, that's a very appealing thought. But it's, it's, it's not about our, our departing as much as it is about him returning. It's about seeing him. It's about being with him. Our conversation is in heaven from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. All kinds of theories about that resurrection body. The bottom line, it'll be like unto his glorious body. When he came to the disciples after the resurrection and his ascension, when he came to the disciples, he could appear and disappear at will. He could walk right through walls. He, he was able to travel, obviously, at astronomical speeds because at one point he told one disciple, touch me not for I have not ascended to my father. And then later on he told Thomas what? He said, put your hands in the wounds. Go ahead, touch me. Well, he had been there and back already. Try that in a 737. <laughs> oh, and by the way, good news for Baptists. He ate with the disciples. <laughs> Eating, pun intended, is still on the menu up in heaven. <laughs> There's the marriage supper of the Lamb. We'll never age. We'll never get sick. We'll never die. The Bible says in heaven we have no need of the sun. There's no night there. The Lord God, the Lamb, is the light thereof. 
I mean, you know, when you, when you think about heaven, I, I've gotten in a few little arguments with God, and I don't recommend getting in arguments with God. You always lose, but I've done it. And I've asked God, why, why don't you have more in the Bible about heaven? What, what's the deal here? How many of you would like to see, along with me, you know, you got uh, uh, Philippians, Colossians, First and Second Thessalonians, and then right after First and Second Thessalonians, just before First and Second Timothy, the book of heaven, about 25 chapters. How many would you like to see it? Okay. Well, it's not going to happen. Okay, it's not. I asked God already, and just, it hasn't happened. But you know what I think? I think it comes back to what Paul said. I have not seen, ear hasn't heard, neither has entered in the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. I, I, I just think, I think a lot of it's beyond what we can understand and grasp. I really think it is. What God does tell us, it's wonderful. It, it's, it's, it's beyond anything we can, we can understand by our natural senses. Smell, sight, sound, feel, it's going to be beyond all that. And God tells us to trust him in all of that. It's going to be wonderful. And the main way he describes it, when you get to the book of Revelation, is by a lot of the things that won't be there. All of the sin that won't be there. All of the results of sin that won't be there. Folks, that alone is going to be incredible. But then add to it the presence of God, his people, the angels, the beauty of heaven. And, and folks, I'll tell you what, book of heaven or no book of heaven, like Stephen said earlier here, we'll praise him for eternity. We'll praise him for eternity. You go to Revelation chapter 4, and you see those, those 4 and 20 elders, and you see those beasts at the, in front of the throne of God that have all those eyes and everything. And, and all they do day and night, according to the scripture, is they just praise God. They just, they just repeat over and over again, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. And, and, you know, people would be tempted to think, well, wouldn't that be boring? Not for a second. I'm telling you right now, if you could get with one of those uh, four and 20 elders or one of those beasts before the throne and say, hey, would you, like to, uh, would you like to switch places with me? I got tickets to the Super Bowl. They'd laugh at you. They wouldn't trade places with you, you and me for nothing. You say, why? They're right in front of God. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand, you ready for this? Are pleasures forevermore. Any pleasure that you can experience in this life is going to be a, a cheap imitation of what we're going to experience up in heaven. It's, it's beyond what our senses can even grasp. We want to thank you for joining us today for Treasures of Truth, and it is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled A Christian's Righteousness by Pastor Rick DeMichael, and in this week's lessons, Pastor DeMichael has addressed a pertinent concept for the Christian, which is the fact that our righteousness lies in the finished work of Jesus Christ. By all means, the Christian is to continually strive to be what we ought to be for the Lord, but we should also realize that despite any current circumstances, we are fighting a winning battle. Christian listening today, remember that we are on the winning side. The world and the devil want to paint a different story, but keep going on for the Lord because ultimately, God will have the final say. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, if you would like to hear this or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, 
feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org. That's tvbc.org. And you can also visit our YouTube page and follow us on Facebook for more information. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us in our services. Our services begin with Sunday school at 9.30, followed by the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45. And of course, all of the services have fully staffed nurseries available for young children, as well as interactive and exciting kids programs for all ages, including junior high, high school, and college age groups. And don't forget our Wednesday night service at 7 p.m., which has the Master's Club program during the school year for the kids and a Bible study at the same time for the adults over in the main auditorium. We hope to see you soon, and may God bless you.